Aurelio. I'm Reginald Sinten. And I'm Tanya Librilla, and we are psychologists from the Ateneo LS Office of Guidance and Counseling. Welcome to the official podcast of the Ateneo de Manila LSOGC. This is Coffee Sessions with your counselors. This is a podcast where, as the title suggests, we will be having coffee and informal conversations. We will be listening to you and, your, and our, have conversations with zero judgment. This is not your typical counseling. We are bringing authenticity, openness, and acceptance that we do as well in our own personal counseling. So you may take this time to just sit back, listen, and join us for an hour, and we hope that you will feel relaxed and learn a thing or two from us. This podcast will be available on Spotify and Apple Music, but we will air this on a regular schedule via our Facebook page, LSOGC. So look us up. Your guidance counselors and psychologists from the LSOGC will accompany you in this podcast to meaningful conversations about student life, new reality, and mental health and wellness, and of course, about general life. So don't forget your coffee as you listen to us. Yes. Because of the world health emergency and the threat of COVID-19, the world is forced to stay at home and we in the Philippines is no exception. As this unprecedented event and the following events change our sense of normalcy, it's not only our physical health that is being challenged, but more so our mental health and wellness. We hope that, our, that through this platform, Coffee Sessions with your counselors, we can see more of our common humanity and learn and be inspired by the stories of our peers, friends, neighbors, and co-members in the community or the Ateneo community. So Ateneans, let, let this be podcast be our venue to share our stories as we build our resilience when facing the challenges of this present time as we are charting this new reality that we all have now. Yes, it is a new reality indeed. So in this podcast, we will be having different topics per episode, and we will also be joined by different guests in each one. Yes, I'm excited to introduce to you our guests for the upcoming episodes. And we're excited to meet that person too. But in this episode, it will be Tanya and I who will be talking to today's guests. Eileen shall join us again with the next guest in the next episode. Yes, that's right. So shall we get to it? Let's go. Let's go. Okay, so for this part of our segment for the first episode, we have a guest today. Her name is Yumi Briones. Uh, we'll call her Yumi. And then she is the valedictorian in the class of 2020. She graduated from BS Chemistry and she's currently taking up graduate school in Ateneo as well. Aside from that, she is also currently working with a, in a startup with three other friends. So let us all welcome Yumi. Hi, Yumi. Hi. Thanks for the intro. <laughs> How are you? How have you been? I'm doing okay. I'm doing well. Um, I just finished my intercession for my master's year, so I'm resting before first time starts. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, how were the last few months of college for you especially, and how did you adjust from that, uh, from... Um, the online platform right <laughs> well i would be lying if i said it wasn't super stressful for me because it really was um i think the most stressful part about that time was the uncertainty of it because at first the cancellation of classes was just like oh it's just gonna be a week 
but then a week became like two weeks and then three weeks and a month and then two months and then nobody knew like (laughs) you know if any of our deadlines or like exams are gonna push through and so it was really uncertain because you know a lot of our profs also didn't know whether um to push through with certain projects or big like deadlines and so you know there's just this whole confusion of like how do i work on all of these things from home and should would i like ever expect to go back to school so um i guess the way that i adjusted to that was to come up with a like daily routine i think that was the most essential thing that i did um in those last few months because um I think like when you work from home, time management is super, super crucial because there's nobody except you dictating your time. So I decided to come up with like a daily routine. So I'd wake up and then, you know, I'd make a drink for breakfast. And then um, my mornings were like for self-care, you know, I'd work out or do yoga or read a book. And then in the afternoons, that's when I do all my work. So that kind of daily routine, like knowing that what I'm going to do day to day Kind of helped me stay sane during those times and um there was this one like assignment for philo class uh, i remember it because it was like a bonus assignment but then i found myself doing it every day because it was this one liner journal it's like a one sentence journal so every day you just write one sentence um to tell how your day went oh. and that was like a project yeah it was really interesting it was a project by some Oh my gosh, I forgot. <laughs> it was like some organization, but it was kind of like a pandemic research project. So they opened mm-hmm. it to the public and they said, just submit your um, one-line journals for like um, these like three months. And then that's what they were going to use to kind of analyze how the pandemic was changing everyone's lives. So it's wow. really interesting because yeah, months. on one hand, yeah, 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 it was really, really interesting. It was so sad because um, I decided to go for the P, so I didn't have to submit the assignment anymore. But I was thankful that I did it because, you know, sometimes journaling is really um, overwhelming. Like, oh, you're, you expect yourself to, like, write a whole page mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. your feelings and what you did in the day, and you're kind of like, I don't, I don't want to reflect that much yeah, every yeah, single yeah. day. Yeah, but then a one-line journal... I don't know, it was an interesting way to do it. And somehow it's, it's a little bit of reflection. And then the way that it was structured was at the end of every week, that's when you'd have a longer reflection of everything. Oh, yeah, because it's manageable. Yeah. Just the one line. It really is. You, yeah. you don't have to exert so much thought, especially when you've gone through so much during the day mm-hmm. already. So that's just a nice reflection. Exactly. How, how long did you, how long did you um, fall into that routine? Because it seems like you've got it you you figured it out like the yoga the, the, the work you have to do i i'm not i don't know if if that took you um uh, a short while or it took you a while to figure out oh so this is my routine <laughs> okay well a person i like say it i want it to sound nice and everything but um there are definitely times i don't stick to it like especially the weekends um even until now but um i think it took me about like a week of consistently doing it to really feel like, okay, this is how my day is going to go. And somehow if I don't follow it, I kind of feel like, you know, something's weird because I'm not following my routine. So after a week or two of consistently doing it, it just kind of became normal for me. And I'm still doing it until now. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think you mentioned something very important there that a lot of people uh, tend to forget. Consistency. Uh, It's important Mm -hmm. to be consistent. And with what you said, uh, it's 
also took some while to get used to. Actually, with that, I also wanted to ask uh, in terms of uh, how you are managing those adjustments. How is it different now compared to the adjustments you had to make or prepare for uh, when you were studying uh, in a face-to-face -face setup compared to how is it now? Yeah, it's, um, it's really different. And like I meant, I think the biggest difference is that um, when you're at home, you're really managing your own time. I mean, when you're in school, it's kind of, it's kind of nice in a way to know that, okay, this class is scheduled for this time. I'm going to go here and I'm going to go here. And then after class, you know, you probably have plans with your friends. Maybe you're going to study and stuff like that. So you just kind of feel like it's, it's a given, like whatever you're going to do in the day, it's a given. Mm -hmm. um, but then when you're at home, you just sort of like, you know, now it's all up to me, right? And in a way that could be the scariest thing. And it definitely yeah. was the scariest thing for me because when it's yeah. up to me, like, yeah, I think I just want to do nothing, watch Netflix, and then just travel. The temptation is there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all it really in one is. laptop. It's all in one laptop. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So it's really hard. Um, that was the biggest adjustment I had to make. That's why, like, um, one day I just woke up and I told myself, okay, I really need to come up with a routine and stick to it if I want to, you know, be productive every day. Okay, okay. Uh, and it's good that we're talking to you because you experience both, like the face-to-face -face for three years, mm -hmm. for, um, and the online platform, which we initially thought was just a couple of weeks for you because the SEM was ending, but mm -hmm. seeing that you started grad school already, uh, you've been going through this for months. So what tips, aside from the routine, um, for the incoming freshies, most of all, what tips mm -hmm. would you want to give them um, to help them adjust to this uh, new normal with, you know, just keeping, it is a new normal, but how can they make yeah. it as, you know, normal as possible? Just like going as to manageable, as okay yeah, as right. yeah. Um, I guess like the first um, thing I want to say is like really make sure that you take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Like really know, yeah, really know what you need to feel um, cared for and everything because that's really so important now. I think the flip side to, you know, having too much time is that you can tend to overwork or overextend yourself. So, um, because like you, you don't have a time limit for, you know, how long you're going to work on this paper, this project, and you could end up doing it from like morning to nighttime with no breaks. So sure. I guess, yeah, something that's really important is to know what activities help you unwind and help you feel you know, like just happy and to do those activities and to make sure that you have time for those things on your own. And so, yeah, have, have that alone time. I mean, like if for you, it's playing music or like for me, I, I, I like to play music to like unwind. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so just think about what that thing is for those things are for you and make sure that you have time to do that for yourself. And um, also, like have your alone time, but also stay connected with your friends as much as possible yeah. and really check up on them and just try to, you know, really keep the, those friendships and those relationships going because um, somehow knowing that your friends are still there, that's going to help you feel a little closer to normal because when you're all alone at home, sometimes you feel kind of disconnected. Yeah. But when you yeah. reach out to your friends, yeah, and then you ha schedule those, like, schedule movie nights, game nights, and stuff like that, that'll really help you feel more like, okay, everything's kind of still okay, and my life is still going on, and I still have these friends, and all Yeah, what, what yeah. do you guys use about, what's your platform? 
Um, for for my me and my friends, we've explored a lot. We tried Zoom. I think Zoom is our main one. Mm. We tried Google Meet, but then like Google Meet has this thing where you can only see the face of the person who's talking. <laughs> so yeah, sometimes oh, yeah. we do Facebook Messenger. Um, and then like for for movies, we do Netflix party. For games, you have Jackbox and all of those yeah, things. You can do Discord. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. So there are lots of options. Students take notes. <laughs> Take notes because this is going to help you throughout the whole yeah. year. <laughs> For yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, speaking of studying though, I think I should give more like specific tips for studying. Um, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, what works I guess, for you can work for them. Yeah, that, that's a good point. What works for me might not be what works for everyone. So I was definitely going to say um, take this time to study different ways of studying it's kind of meta mm. but yeah mm. yeah <laughs> like learn it. the way yeah learn the way that you learn best so for me i have like a system because i have this tablet i have an ipad and so there are applications there that i use to like take notes and stuff like that but then you know whatever you have at home pencil and paper whatever you have there are different note-taking systems it's like the cornell note-taking system you mm. can do flashcards and all of those things those are all options for you so now that you're at home and all you're gonna do is like study you might as well learn how you study best because you're not pressured anymore by like you're in class and you have to take all your notes like hurriedly at the desk yeah so yeah, yeah. you yeah it's it's nice to think of ways that you can study and yeah, ways that help you enjoy learning yeah it's meta <laughs> it's very philo i remember learning it in my last year of philo like learning to learn or meta learning that was wow shout um, out to yeah, just shout out to Sir Miroy. <laughs> he really emphasized the learning to learn part, and that really <laughs> struck yeah. me. That's like fifty percent like of like of of learning. That uh, yeah. it helps you how how well you do is how well you study for for whatever yeah. it is. It's not just the results on on paper. Yeah. So those are very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of mentioned it a while ago, and I also want to uh, draw it here. What challenges did you have to face during this time, and how did you manage them? Um, well, I guess a really like concrete and technical challenge was like learning to adjust all the online platforms and stuff. Um, and I think that's kind of a challenge that's both on the student's part and on the professor's part because we're all learning here. Yes. And um, yeah, so over intercession, we, I had to start adjusting to Canvas. And I mean, it's a nice, it's a really nice platform. It's an intuitive interface and all. But then there are lots of times where like I'd have trouble uploading stuff. I'd have trouble finding hmm. where my assignments went. Yeah. Where do my lectures go? Where do the, yeah. yeah. So you have so to explore that. Right, right, yeah. And sometimes I'm just wondering, you know, did I miss something or did my prof not upload it? And then when I email oh, my yeah. prof, they said they uploaded it and I can't see it. <laughs> that's that's so, a big challenge, definitely. Yeah, it really yeah, what, is. Um, what's your tip on that? Um, I guess my tip is to just, I guess, spend some, a few hours just learning the platform. Mm. Yeah especially early in the sem, yeah, early in the sem before things, assignments, like, come at all, before any assignment comes at all, you want to make sure you know where everything goes, and you want to make sure that you really know, like, whether, I mean, 
um, you have to email your prof to ask, did you upload this? Or maybe you just didn't know where it went. And um, another tip, just kind of like common courtesy is to really be understanding to professors because um, it, it's like I said, we're both going through the same thing. So if they forget to upload something or if they upload the wrong things, the wrong instructions, like sometimes as students, our first instinct is like, oh, why did they do it like this? You know, it makes yeah, it so it's hard like for punishing us. you or something. Right, exactly. <laughs> but you know, the reality is like some profs also just don't know what's going on. So yeah. we both have to be understanding and just be transparent. And if when like a prof say you're on a Zoom call or something, then the prof like is having trouble finding out how to present something but you know how just like offer your help yeah, and stuff like that yeah yeah so just you know helping each other um, out. just keep in mind everyone's adjusting yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and you get a lot nowadays mm-hmm. you know just be compassionate to everyone whether you're a professor or a student right right yeah because we're all going through this together we're all we all don't know what's happening so we have to help each other out exactly yeah. yeah. So I have a question uh, uh, for you. How does this pandemic change you, your decision, your goal, your mindset? Mm, interesting question. <laughs> um, <laughs> one like very immediate way is my research because so I'm a chem student and my thesis is all about um, researching in the lab. But obviously, when classes were ended. Yeah, you know, I was kind of midway through my thesis research, and then suddenly I didn't have a lab anymore. Oh no! And yeah, so wow, <laughs> that was, um, that's hard. Yeah, exactly. And I was planning that um, for my master's research to be building on my bachelor's research, so more lab work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now that the pandemic hit, um, kind of going to the lab is out of the question, and so I'd have I'd had to restructure my research around that. So it might be something that a few students, especially the science students, can relate to. Like a lot of the work or um, whatever course you're taking, if your course requires you to do research like in person somehow or you have to be on the campus, that's kind of not changing. And I guess because if I'm looking at this in the long term, I feel like a lot of things will be moved to home or a lot of people kind of be more encouraged to work from home and so we have to figure out ways yeah. to um yeah to still contribute so for me um for my research i'd had i had to shift to a more computational approach so most of the things i'll just be doing things uh, on my computer and so it's a lot more of a data-driven approach but that kind of makes me excited in a way because i've always wanted to learn more about how to harness data and interpret it and analyze it and use it to predict um I don't know, or like come up with solutions to problems or predict future results. And I think that this, um, now more than ever, a lot of people are going to be learning the importance of using data, um, data from things that have already existed. Yeah, and extracting data from like things that have been done in the past and then using it and figuring out new ways to apply it. And I've been thinking about it a lot because I feel like um, a lot of things, especially with this pandemic, pandemic preparedness, um, could be solved if we had harnessed data from previous, like, similar incidents or similar outbreaks more yeah. effectively. And, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and if we knew how to handle the, that data or if um, people were more 
open about the data that they had collected because yeah. now with all okay I'm kind of going off on a tangent here no, it's, <laughs> but, okay. Like, it's okay it's okay um, it's something I just feel I feel strongly about like yeah. with, with those big pharma companies and everything's kind of private and you have patents and all that stuff data is kind of like closeted and it's hidden and because of that it's kind of, there's kind of a barrier to coming up with solutions that could help mm -hmm. a lot of people yeah so I think as the young generation we're more tech savvy and all of that I think going into like data is really really interesting because then you could kind of prevent stuff like that from happening you know like yeah. something happens like, and no, you have no idea what to do yeah there especially the world um, <laughs> is shifting online now it's all technology yes exactly yeah yeah. So it's up to the younger generation now, kids. It's up to right. you guys. <laughs> All right. And so, um, aside from like, you, yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I guess to steer away from the more technical, informational stuff. Um, in terms of my mindset, I learned to be a lot more appreciative of like the present, like what's happening right now. Mm. Yeah, because I think I kind of took it for granted in the past. Um, everyone always says, you know, appreciate what, what you have right now because you never know what's going to happen in the future. And then we're kind of like, okay, yeah, we always hear that. We hear it all the yeah. time. Yeah. But yeah, as students, you kind of take it for granted because you just think how different is our future going to be? I mean, we're going to wake up tomorrow, go to school, and then after I graduate, get a job, have a family. I mean, it, we kind of feel like we already know the future. Yeah. So, yeah, or, or we spend, we could go like the extreme and spend too much time planning for a future and just assuming that everything's going to turn out exactly how we plan it. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, with, with something like a pandemic, it just changes everything. So it taught me to be a lot more appreciative of um, what I have right now and to um, kind of know more about what's happening now and the things around me and the people around me right now and living i guess living in the present is something that's most applicable to me now more than ever as somebody who always loved to plan for the future before <laughs> so it, it's yeah, really changed it yeah, took yeah, a big you change know. in you because you love to plan but now it's more of like i'm planting myself here. here yeah right yeah yeah that's a that's a beautiful sentiment and that's actually a good way to end this short interview but before that um Anything you would like to say to everyone that's everyone who's listening to the students at NEO community uh, moving forward toward, as we all embark in this new online journey together? Well, first, I want to thank the guidance office for doing this podcast. I think that it's a really, 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 really great avenue to talk to the students and have uh, start conversations. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that I want to say to everyone, just, um, I don't know, speak your mind, talk to people and have conversations about whatever's going on now. Um, and just, you know, remember that we're all in this together, as cheesy as that might sound. Um, <laughs> yeah, I we, mean, are, we, we really are. are. We are. We are. We're we all are. in this together. So, you know, stay connected. Don't lose your, like, network of friends. Stay connected to your friends, your family, your teachers, everyone, because... Yeah, we're all in together. All right. 
Thank you very much, Yumi. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Yeah, thank you for thank sharing you. your your insights, your words of wisdom to us and the students, the student body. Yes. Good uh, luck. No problem. <laughs> thank you. And we hope to see you again next time we get a chance to have you back here again and talk about other things. Of course, I'd be happy to. Maybe chemistry, yes. but in the far future. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe talking about uh, chemistry of other things. Chemistry of love, <laughs> possibly. Oh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Yumi. Okay, thank you, Thanks. Yumi. Thank you to our listeners for being here and look out for our next episodes and maybe next time our next guest. And who knows, Yumi might come back again, join us with other people as well. So great episode today. We were able to talk about the value and importance of being aware and being in the present despite all the challenges we have. We were able to also talk about with you, me, the value of being able to take care of yourself despite being busy. It's still important to have that self-care in check. Also, you, me, shared with us the importance of studying how to study, talking about how meta it is. It's very important. Also, the importance and how sacred it is to have a routine. Yes, yes. And in that routine is uh, also where you establish boundaries. She also shared with us how you should also have time for play, time for school, time for yourself, time for connecting with other people. And it's also important that we stay connected. We have that support with each other. And alongside that support is the compassion and kindness that we should have with each other. She shared about how we should also be compassionate towards her professors, towards the people that we interact with every day, because as we all keep repeating, uh, we're all learning from each other because this is a pandemic and we are all striving to learn in this new normal. So that was a great episode. Absolutely. Uh... With that in mind, uh, because it's still the pandemic, we're all going through it. Everyone is struggling. So as you said, and as Yumi also uh, shared with us, just be compassionate and try to be more patient with your professors, with yourselves, your classmates, mm -hmm. everyone you get to interact with, especially yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's about it. Uh, we are posting the link of today's episode in our LSOGC Facebook page. That's LS Office of Guidance and Counseling. You can always check us out on Spotify or Apple Music. Just look up Coffee Sensations with your counselors. If you have any questions or comments or thoughts about what's striking for today's episode, feel free to comment in our Facebook page. And if you have any suggestions, just let us know. We're here listening to you guys. So thank yeah. you. Thank you. And once again, this is Coffee Sessions with your counselor. Stay safe. Stay well and healthy, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.